Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Grafted Marriage Podcast. I am Chris, and with me is my wonderful wife, Courtney. Today, we're going to dig in to what is it like to go through challenging circumstances in marriage or in life, and in this episode, we what are some ways that we can lean into God when challenging circumstances come our way. So with that, let's jump in. Do we ever have any challenging circumstances in our lives that we need to navigate? Yeah, all the time. And so some of those things that you have to navigate are just sort of the um, big events of life, maybe a dog dying or some something big that's happening, good you know, or bad. I guess in this case we're talking about bad because we're talking about challenging circumstances. Um, but oftentimes also challenging circumstances can come in the more mundane places of life in the day-to-day and just dealing with the realities of living day-to-day and being a wife and being a husband, being um, parents to children, being... Uh, children to parents in a world that is against everything you believe is right sure so there is the circumstance of a christian living in exile and how do you deal with the fact that the world around you is not as it should be right because we know the way that it should be yeah and and oh i'm sorry i'm gonna throw one thing out there i think it is always really disconcerting and disheartening i think for me when I see people say things like, or hear people say things like, well, it's just, you have to progress. You have to, you know, just realize things are changing, but everything's going backwards. If you look historically, the decisions we're making societally only pin us back thousands of years. They repeat the same mistakes over and over again, helping for some result that's going to bring inclusion and euphoria, but it only brings destruction and hurt. That's very perplexing, I think, for me as and a mom and a wife. Right. Right. And so then how do you approach each day as you walk into it? Right. How do you? <laughs> it's, it's massively troubling. And at the same time, we're to find joy in the midst of it because we know this isn't our home. I don't think it takes away the troubling nature of it. I don't think we see in the Bible people pretending that it's not troubling. You know, we we see even Jesus was troubled at different times. Either, you know, with Lazarus, he was troubled because of the pain and the sorrow, right? That was one human emotion. And then, obviously, when he went to the cross, he was troubled by what he had to endure, more than any of us will ever have to endure. And then we see him, you know, in the temple when the sacred is being thrown up to the ordinary, right? So we see a few times there. Those were all righteous things. So you were allowed to... So it's, so I think what you're saying is that in the midst of challenging circumstances, um, we can have a reaction, like an emotional reaction, or have a feeling about something and then respond out of it? I don't know if the reaction is the right thing. I think we can have the... Typically, my anger or my frustrations are not righteous like Jesus's was, right? So they're not typically over some, you know, like what he was dealing with. They were much larger things. I think my things are much smaller. 
but I think he wants us to be honest with where we're at. If it's causing us frustration or sadness, but trying our best not to react out of those emotions because we know those emotions won't always remain the same, hopefully. And I, I'm, I guess what I'm saying is we need to be real with the Lord and to those who are closest to us to pray for us. Okay. So, so not that you should go and, and have a reaction and go react, but more so being able to express to those the close pain. to you and to God pain that may be associated with an event or with circumstances. Right. Hurt. Because that's real. I mean, and especially with your spouse, like you can't hide this kind of disillusionment. If you try to, you're not going to be authentic. Right. Okay. So we have a response or reaction. Um, We don't act out of that response and reaction. Hopefully. Hopefully. But we do process the response with God, and we process it with the people that are close to us where, you know, we've sort of talked about the fact that we're going to do that, so it's okay. And then what do you do? So now you've processed it, you've talked about it, you've gone to the Bible and looked for what the Bible has to say about it, and so now now what do you do to carry forward? Because, well, here's a question. Do you just stay there then? Do you stay in that place and just wait for God to lift you out? Um, you know, do you, like, where do you go once you've shared, okay, we've processed, you know, we're talking about it, getting it out, processing it together, you know, and maybe that takes a day, maybe that takes an hour, maybe that takes, I don't know, a week for something big that needs to be processed. At some point, we have to deal with the reality of whatever that circumstance is, as hard as it and step out in faith. going to be and then take that step of faith. And I don't think that that's easy. No. Because do you appease your mind and say, it's fine. Like that's the world's thing. They want to just pat you on the head. It's fine. Everything's going to be fine. But it's not always fine. Can I just, I just, I just thought something here that, that popped into my head when you said that, which is that a lot of times culture grabs something that's good and then they taint it or they, you know, they get a hold of it and make it something that it's not meant to be. Um, and is this, it's the quote, it's fine paradigm. Is that something that's been, you know, been co-opted from Christianity uh, and then made it, you know, into something that it wasn't meant to be? Well, yeah, if someone because cares if about I tell you, you're you, right. That's what I was going to say. If you, if someone cares about you and they've listened to the whole thing, they know the whole thing and they're like, I truly believe that God's got this and it's going to be okay. I really want to help you trust him. That's totally different than uh, whatever. It's fine. Just, 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 just I don't want to hear about it. And I think the world gives us that's the kind of thing. Yes. And what I'm trying to say is that just because the world is giving us that, um, that line doesn't mean that the idea that with Jesus, it is all going to be okay. Because yeah. at the end of the day, this isn't your home and the right. circumstances that happen here. Uh, first of all, you have the Holy Spirit, so you have God with yes. you as you journey through those circumstances. And then on the other side of life, you've got eternity. So these circumstances, as real and as deep and as we'll be gone. hard as yeah. they feel their 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 uh temp their their vapor right but can you have those happen simultaneously 
can you both have the eternal perspective knowing that this is going to be under Christ's reign and rule, this will all be okay someday, Mm -hmm. and it's not okay right now? You can acknowledge, I think it's important to acknowledge that it's not okay right now because you don't want to fall into the traps of it. So you do acknowledge that it's not okay right now. It will be okay. Therefore, I can live in love and in freedom and not in bondage to the thing. To the thing. That takes time. Well, and everyone's time is different. Okay, Your mom so, used to so say that to me. She used it does. to say, and that's why I said like it could take an hour, it could take a day, it could take a week, but at some point you have to come out of it. You got to come out of it, and I would argue the longer that you allow yourself to remain, the longer it will take you to, to get come out, out of it. it. I think that's true. The pit gets dug pretty deep, mm-hmm. and the darkness. I was read. There's two things. One thing is your mom used to say, if there's something going on and you're despairing, like it's a hard thing, give yourself two days, but you shouldn't give yourself more than that. I know that's not like, sure. She meant it in a good way. She meant it in a don't go down that road for a year. You know, right? Because you can. And there are people that find themselves uh, having lost twenty years. Yeah. To bitterness, to circumstantial angst. Yeah. And the other thing was I was reading, I can't remember where it was in the Bible right now. Um, but it was about Abraham and they were talking about when he was um, going through a situation with God where he wasn't, um, oh, it was right before I think Sarah gets pregnant and he was going to go to Hagar, right? And there was like this dark period kind of thing. But he still trusted God like from what God had done before. You know what I mean? He didn't hear God right then. Something like this, and I don't want to take it out of context. Please forgive me if I am, but it was the the point was that he was tr- trusting God with what he already knew of God, that God hadn't quite done the thing yet, but he knew he could trust him from before, and like hanging on to that faith that's always been there since you've known him, right? And knowing now we can still trust him because of what he's already accomplished. So that's what we hang on to. But, um, but yeah, the, the pain and the, especially when things are, there's so many things, it can be really hard to get out from underneath that burden. And the problem is too, the enemy wants us to stay underneath the burden because then we're dysfunctional Christians, right? We're like not working out. Well, we become, um, ineffective. Right. Because we're too distracted, right? It's, you can, uh, you can get distracted by the you know, the pleasures and niceties of the world, the dainties of the world, as Matthew Henry liked to say. Um, But you can also become distracted with what you perceive as the negative circumstances of this world as well. Yeah, and if you're prone to this way of thinking or have learned this way of thinking in the negative way, it can be even more troubling or distressing to come through it because somehow... That's the way you toil. You know, you toil through anxiety, you toil through depression, or, you know, this is a fight. This is a fight. So are you saying that you toil because you are supposed to be toiling? Is that what you're saying? No, I think we all toil, right? Like It's a funny word. Say toil over and over again. No, I know. It's It's a strange word. It's like obey. I mean, like, Adam and Eve, with everything that went on down there, we knew we had to toil. Like, we have to work here. That's true. And it's not going to look a lot of times like we want it to look. And that is, that's somewhat depressing, right? Because we have this like 
way we want things to be based on our knowledge of the Lord, based on how, you know what I mean? Like we create, we want to create this life that is pleasing and honoring to we God. Long, well, because we long for heaven. Right. And, and the there's way, so many things. things right. Yeah. And, and they're not right. <laughs> yet. But there's so many things we have to do that aren't, I feel like, in alignment with how we want to live as Christians. Just being on this earth. There's like, you know, our money going different places or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. <laughs> stores so then all you can do, there. because God knows that, he knows that we're living in exile and that there's a limited amount of influence that we can have. And in fact, he, he calls us to not try to influence the government right. uh, except through prayer. Right. Um, he tells us to go influence people for him. And that's what we should be doing, realizing that we're living in a foreign land. And so we have to deal with the constraints of the foreign land we live in. And the Bible's full of peoples living in foreign lands and having to figure out how to do that. So we're not alone, and we do have examples that we can go back and look at. And Yeah, even recent examples of William Wilberforce or Elizabeth Elliot or all these people choosing exile, choosing it, choosing to live in a for, literally foreign land to make something better for other people. And... I'm pretty sure anyone listening to this is pretty clear on who the optimists and who the pessimists are at this moment. That's in our right. Marriage. Courtney is a huge optimist. Total optimist. And all the I time. am always looking always at low, the problems. Always low. <laughs> but um, whether those things are learned or we adapt to it out of things we go through, they're still real. So the question is then once we've acknowledged the reality of the situation once we've acknowledged that there's not much we can do to change the situation you're right you have to cling to your faith like abraham he clinged to christ through the faith that god gave him and faith is a gifting we can't forget that it's like so we have to cling to that faith in the midst of it that doesn't mean though that your body and your physical self is going to always come alongside that and you got to fight that too you know, the dysfunction in our humanness. We got to pull that along. So what are a couple practical ways? Let that it we happen. Can do that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm not exactly sure how to pinpoint one or two practical ways. I would say like right now, it's almost this idea of floating through. You talk about that a lot, like, and um, floating through the turmoil, knowing that the raft is made of what well, you know is, is God's raft, and we're collected. He says He holds all things together. Um, I'm not certain that that makes it easier here, but the light of the eternal perspective has to be what we hold on to. So I would say. Um, when you're facing difficult circumstances, some good practical steps would be to stop and pray, first and foremost. Pray that God would help get your heart right through the circumstance, that he would help you have his vision as you navigate the tough situation. Uh, Once you've prayed, um, I think it's important that you surround yourself with people that can speak into your life um, and give you truth. Because a lot of times, negative circumstances can push us to 
misinterpret what's going on around us, misinterpret ourselves. And sometimes an external third party can help us to see things that we are struggling to uh, to see ourselves. Oh, and if you don't have close personal friends that will do that, thank God we have really great teaching that we can approach, you know, through the internet stuff. Like right, that. the internet, you do, you know, you do need to vet who you're listening oh, yeah. to. Be really careful. But there <laughs> are amazing resources uh, available online in terms of teaching, sermons, online sermons, things that you can go to for encouragement in the midst of tough circumstances. Let's um, give a couple. Francis Chan, um, Keith Kirkpatrick out of um, Bend, Oregon, Tim Mackey, Timothy Keller, oh, Paul Tripp. Mm. Amazing. Um, yeah, there's there's... There's people, and then what, even people who have gone before us and have passed away, Billy Graham, Elizabeth Elliot. Yeah, we find that we, so if we're studying something in the Bible, a lot of times we'll go uh, through Blue Letter Bible and look at commentaries that are really old. Um, and the reason that we do that, and when I mean really old, I mean 15, 1600s Puritan era. Um, the reason that we do that is because uh, it removes some of the cultural um, things that could creep into more modern commentaries. Um, and so I think that's been really valuable for us to get a different perspective and a different voice from a different era looking at uh, a timeless document like the Bible. Um, I think that's really helpful to give you broad-based perspective. And then through all of that, I think that's good. But I think, again, like we talked about before, Jesus, you know, like these are still men, so we don't want to we want to get gain encouragement because we're to encourage one another in the body of Christ, um, but not worship the creation rather than the creator. So even as we go to these people for encouragement, we have to remember the author of them. And the reason we like them is the Jesus in them, not necessarily them. If they, they would tell you that they are nothing, every one of those would tell you they're nothing, um, without the Lord. So it's still Jesus first. Right. Yeah. And then I think the sort of the other thing to do is to, as you just said, just sort of maintain the eternal perspective of salvation, understand that these circumstances will change. They will, um, through the day to day to day to day, um, what you're experiencing will change. And likely those circumstances that were so um, taxing and burdensome will be different monumental yeah and they'll feel. be and they'll be they'll be different and and guess what you'll have new circumstances that seem insurmountable that you will have to face and so just keeping that eternal perspective knowing that um, most things that we worry about never happen anyway uh, that's according to the great theologian tom petty um <laughs> but it's a very true statement most things that we worry about just flat out don't happen um, and so, but acknowledging to God that you are scared that sure. life is hard. He knows already. It's not like you're going to take him off guard. If you say, God, I'm hurting and this is really hard and it's taking a lot from me. And he knows that pain cause he suffered 40 days in the wilderness with no food or drink and the enemy's just tempting. I like, none of us will go through that. You know, we will always have moments of, um, of, um, being comforted by the Lord. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, and none of us will go to the cross to die for the entire world's sin, go to hell and come back. Like, that's not going to happen. So I think that helps um, hold on to that perspective too. But if you tend to be 
um, I don't even want to say negative, but your mom would say a realist. It's so funny. All negative people say they're realists. Come on. Um, then, yeah, you just need more. You need to pour over the scriptures more. You need to memorize scripture more. You need to, because um, he says it's medicine, right? So, yeah. And he's the great physician. And if the medicine is his word, then we got to take we got to take it. We can't be forgetful hearers, but doers of the word. It's not easy. It is not easy. Um, and so here we are in early 2019. Um, and I'm sure that the people listening out there, I'm sure that people are struggling with circumstances uh, just because life is like that. And so if you are one of those people struggling with your life circumstances, we encourage you to turn to God, turn to Jesus Uh, Be really intentional with how you're approaching your walk through the circumstance. Don't allow yourself to just give in to the way that it's always been because it's always been that way. Uh, We challenge you to uh, take a moment and try to see God's vision in it. Try to figure out what you have to learn in it and try to figure out how to give it over to him so that you can move on and move past it. I just want to pray too. Um, Father God, I just thank you for the opportunity to... Um, be a light unto you. I pray, God, for people who, like me, just struggle with the things that this world is throwing at us. And I pray that you would be our solace, our comforter, our wonderful counselor, our great physician, our protector. For in the shadow of your wing, there's comfort and protection. I pray that you would help us to seek you more and more and to see you. Give us eyes to see what you want us to see and let your will be our heart's desire so that we might be defined by you, that we might bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for that, Courtney. So with that, until the next episode, I thank you for listening. Uh, We look forward to getting together with you again soon as we keep chasing truth. See you soon.